come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Fury Road. We are your hosts, Mark and Brooke. And this week we are doing your pick of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you chose Cliffhanger from 1993. Yep. I thought this was 1990. I'm glad I had Letterboxd open because I would have had that wrong. <laughs> but uh, what made you pick this movie? Uh, takes place in the Rocky Mountains and it's pretty cold. It's December now and I've never seen this movie, so I thought it'd be a good one to to do. That's fair. We did have some snow up here and then it went away this weekend. Yeah, fuck, I went down there today and like, Jesus, you guys gotta know so it's like plus eight down there. Yeah. Plus eight sounds cold for Americans, but that's Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we you came down here and we went up to Ottawa today. Oh, nice. <laughs> Might have passed each other at some point. Probably. But uh, yeah, it's a good snowy movie to watch for our first episode of December. Um, before we start talking about this movie, though, we will kick off our box office and news and... Finally picked up some more beer, so I picked up uh, my brow work Hoffman Hefeweizen. So Hefeweizen? I haven't uh, had in a while, so. Nice. What about you? I'm drinking a Junction Crispy Light Lager. I liked the can, so I bought mm, it. That is a cool can. Brewed in Toronto. And it's good. <laughs> yeah, we had our work christmas party last night and it's just we're in a small department so it's basically just a house party oh, okay okay oh i dd'd sarah had some drinks last night so i grabbed nice grabbed a couple and then i got a six pack of the corona zero percent oh yeah yeah it's actually really good yeah bettina has them and yeah they're good yeah you can't really tell any difference yeah but yeah, we we have our Christmas party next weekend at Casey's. So I told her, I said, I'll DD tonight, <laughs> but you have to DD next weekend. Yeah, that's a good trade-off. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, what have you been watching since we last spoke? A um, few things, nothing, not too much. I have to do the honors of putting them in the right spot there. They're getting there. That's good. Uh, so yeah, I watched uh, Elemental, finally. Nice. Uh, it was good. I feel like, I don't know why, because like COVID was over, but I felt like nobody watched this movie or even like talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, Home Alone, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, then last night we watched uh, No Hard Feelings from this year. 
Um, I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was funny. I, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, she was funny in it. You know, didn't bring anything new to the table, like just classic, you know, rom com kind of predictable, but mm-hmm. it was good. Nice. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Slow week. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I watched quite a bit because, as you know, I got neutered this week. <laughs> so yeah. I was kind of just hung up for the week. Um, I already talked about It's a Wonderful Life whenever we did our magic episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched The Santa Claus, which is obviously a yearly watch for Christmas time. Um, Sarah wanted to watch this Xmas movie. Okay. It was typical Hallmark style Christmas mm-hmm. movie, but I mean, it was enjoyable enough. Um, I watched Cool Hand Luke, which was a first time watch for me. Okay, uh, it's highly a random one. Well, I think it was either on my watch list or it's on the IMDb list. Oh, okay. Um, highly recommend it. I thought it was a really good movie. Nice. Um, it definitely deserves the recognition that it gets. Uh, and then I watched To All a Good Night, which is on Shutter now. And mm. as you can see, it was not a fan. <laughs> one and a half stars for that one. Uh, and then I watched Violent Night, which is the first time nice. watch for me. I had a lot of fun with it. It's just a good action-packed Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, David Harbour is great, as usual. And I watched Joyride. Not, oh, nice. the, not the horror one. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the one that came out this year. Uh, it was funny. It had like almost like a bridesmaids feel to it. Like with, um, with where did you watch the wedding. It? Is it on any streaming platforms? Uh, I want to say Crave. Oh, yeah. it is on there? Okay. Yeah, I think I watched it on Crave. Nice. It was That's pretty cool. funny. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer looked funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. Read quite a bit. Other than that, iced my balls. <laughs> Very fun. Yes. It was a great time. All right. As for the box office, we, um, I guess because it's Sunday, um, we're actually getting the weekend domestic chart for this weekend. Oh, nice. Which doesn't happen very often. No. Um, So in fifth place, we have Wish, which is Disney's newest one. Um, It came in at 5.3 million. Trolls Band Together is in fourth at 6.2 million. Godzilla minus one is in third with 8.3 million. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is at 9.4. And rounding out the top five, the newest addition to the list is The Boy and the Heron. Interesting. Which is Studio Ghibli's newest one. Uh, Very low considering it's in first place it came in with 12.8 domestic um because there's one movie that came out this weekend i'm pretty sure that i was like like really interested in it's uh or things um the new one by yorgos lanthimos or whatever his name is the one with yeah. uh emma stone that but is it might be in select theaters maybe now yeah so it is tied for 14th place with 644,000. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer's still fucking bringing in money. Um, did you see too that Disney is releasing 
um, Luca turning red and another one in theaters because all three of those came out during COVID. No, I didn't. So this, I can't remember what the third one was. It was Luca turning red and something else. But yeah, they're going to get a theatrical run now. Hmm. I wouldn't That's mind. Cool. I didn't like turning red very much, but I'd go see Luca in theaters. Yeah, I haven't seen Luca yet. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the third one is, but nice. What do we got for 4Ks? 4Ks. My screen share is loading. I was looking. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so we got Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. Um, it's on Disney Plus now. Uh, mm -hmm. I did start it. I got like 30 minutes in. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all right so far, but it's like two hours and 40 minutes. So I, I almost watched it the other day and I was just like, ah, do I really yeah. want to like, I don't have anything else to do, but do I really want to watch a two and a half hour long movie? Yeah. And like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not interested in it. I really just want to kind of do it from a litter box just to yeah. sort of like finish out the series. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the color purple, which uh, I've never seen, but apparently it's really good. Um, I think they just did a remake of it this year too. Yeah, they did something with it. Maybe a TV show um, or something. We got Stand By Me, Steelbook 4K, mm -hmm. and we got Titanic. Yes. Um, I guess they're doing a lot of uh, James Cameron movies because a lot of his movies weren't released in 4K, so I think he's going back and re-releasing a bunch of his on 4K. Uh, Young Guns, which yes. I've never heard of, them, but that's a pretty... Pretty sick cast. Never heard of Young Guns? No. Damn, dude. Damn, Lou Diamond Phillips. I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Point Break. I still haven't seen. What? Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that movie. My God, who are you? I know. Uh, the Kill Room. <clears throat> never heard of it, but pretty cool cast. Uh, that Steelbook of Point Break is really sick. Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, don't really care about that. Uh, Office Christmas Party, <laughs> uh, Silver Bullet, um, which is apparently a pretty good Stephen King, uh, well, movie, and Days of Heaven Criterion, which I've also never heard of, but yeah, never heard of yeah. That yeah, nice, yeah, good ones. That Titanic one would be good to have, yeah, it would, yeah. I have my uh, my PlayStation in the basement again. Yeah. So it's like, well, I, I alternated between my monitor that's on my desk and my TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a sound bar and shit down here. So the sound quality is a lot better. And I, I watched Cliffhanger on my 4K. And mm -hmm. holy fuck, dude, it makes such a difference having that sound yeah. bar. Yeah. Like, no, wow. It's, it's awesome. like everything was like, booming yeah it's great so i'm glad i have it back down here now all right let me pull up my shit oh, i wanted to have imdb open for this too because there's some pretty cool trivia with this movie there is some crazy ass trivia for this movie fucking right wow i opened up imdb did you know that donald glover is in a new Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, I just saw the uh, the trailer for it. Someone reacted to it on TikTok. It's a TV series on Prime. Huh. 
and I guess like it's it's kind of different. Like it's an arranged marriage, I guess. Okay. But yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good actually. Hmm. I like him. Yeah, me too. I'd like to say I'll check it out, but we all know how I am with TV shows. <laughs> I watch the first two episodes and then I just stop. yeah, yeah. Reacher comes out next Friday, and I'm fucking so pumped for that season I never, two. never watched that. Oh man, so good. So like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about Cliffhanger from 1993. Starting off with the synopsis, a botched mid-air heist results in suitcases full of cash being searched for by various groups throughout the Rocky Mountains. It's a very misleading synopsis because Yeah, it is. there's only one group that's looking for that. Yeah. And then another group looking for the people who were in the plane crash. Mm But anyways, uh, this was directed by Rennie Harlan, who did Driven, Devil's Pass, Deep Blue Sea, um, Die Hard 2, 12 Rounds, A Long Kiss Goodnight, and A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. -hmm. Nice. He's kind of all over the place. He's got a couple horror movies. He's got some action movies. He almost didn't do this movie because he didn't want to do another Die Hard 2 type movie. Um, but here we are. Uh, as for the cast, it's pretty stacked. I mean, we have Sylvester Stallone Mm hmm. Yeah. playing Gabe, John Lithgow playing Quaylen, uh, Michael Rooker playing Hal, and Janine Turner playing Jesse. Mm hmm. And then I have three honorable mentions. Yeah, I had a couple as well, yeah. Uh, Ralph Waite plays Frank, Rex Lynn plays Travers, and Bruce McGill plays a treasury agent who dies within like the first 30 seconds. I was kind of surprised because Okay. he's he's a pretty big name actor. Okay, I didn't recognize him. He was like he was in the plane at the very beginning. Uh, okay. Um, the ones that I had was uh, Zach Grenier, who played Davis, who was the other FBI agent that was in the looking for them. Um, he, he's been in like Fight Club. Uh, what else? I mean, Ray Donovan, I've never watched that, but other stuff that I've seen. Um, and then Paul Winfield, who is the other um, pilot. He was in Terminator, Mars Attacks. Uh, it's been quite a bit. And then Dennis Forrest, who played Heldon, who was the bad guy with the long, long hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just looked familiar. I, I don't know. He's been a few things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. He can't he reminded me of someone whenever I was watching it. I think one of the guys from the crow is who he reminded me of. Yes. And then I also have to give a shout out to a couple people. Um, Simon Crane, who was the aerial stunt coordinator. I mean, that one scene we'll talk about, but holy fuck. <laughs> Yeah. um, and then Wolfgang, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, but Gulick, Gulich. I would say Gulick, Um, yeah. Yeah, he played uh, Stallone's climbing double, and unfortunately, he uh, he passed away shortly after this movie. Uh, he was hit by a car. Um, and you have some trivia, but Stallone did a shit ton of stuff for this movie, not just like acting, but other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You already said we'll talk about it later, but like 
I'm just going to say this right now. This movie holds a Guinness Book of World Records for the costliest aerial stunt, which is fucking nuts. I can't wait to yeah. talk about this scene. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Rennie Harlan as well. Uh, in the trivia here, it says to demonstrate his faith in the safety equipment, he actually put on a harness and flung himself out on a cable over the cliff. Jesus. Which is fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Like for a director to do that, like <laughs> he could be like sitting all comfy in his fucking director chair, but now he's yeah. he's like, I'm gonna fucking eat myself off this cliff. <laughs> um, another thing I saw too, Christopher Walken was originally supposed to be casted as Quaylen, um, but mm. he left production before the filming began. Mm. I love Christopher Walken, but I think John Lithgow did such a good job with this character. Um, yeah, man, like, he. He killed it, man. He's yeah. a very good villain. He is, yeah. Especially like since we're so used to seeing him in like Third Rock yeah. from the Sun. Like that's yeah. where I yeah. initially saw him. But um also another shout out. I'll talk about him a lot more later, but the guy that played Kinet, uh his name is Leon. He doesn't have mm-hmm. a last name, I guess, but he was I thought he was great in this movie and he um was in Cool Runnings. I love that fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> Above the Rim, which I've never seen, but it's apparently a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought he was great. Yeah, he was good. All right. Let's get into this movie discussion. Oh, yeah. So we can talk about the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is the first watch for me, and then I'm really pissed I didn't buy that 4K when you, you sent it to me, because uh... this movie looks so good mm-hmm. like even just renting it in hd like just like the opening shot like i knew right away that this this movie was going to be awesome because just the the set pieces and where they filmed some of the locations and just like the camera work and like it made you feel like you were there with them climbing yeah yeah the and cinematography like, was really good and like, i know he had stallone had like a uh, stunt performer that did the, the climbing, but I wonder like if he did do some of the climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could yeah. see him doing some of it. Yeah. Or like with careful editing, if they made it mm-hmm. like if he did it, but like not fucking, I don't know, 500 feet in the air kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the opening scene, we have um, Hal and I think her name is Sarah. They're up on this like crazy, like high point. And Hal works for the, um, uh, like, a rescue place. Rocky Mountain Rescue. Rocky Mountain Rescue. And Sarah is, like, his girlfriend, fiance, something like that. But she's, like, not a climber at all. But somehow he got her ass out there, and now they're stuck up there. Um, so Jesse shows up with Frank. And I think that's his name, Frank, yep. right? Yeah, yep. Frank, to save them. And all of a sudden you see, like, uh, Gabe just down there just fucking climbing doing his thing and they get up there and you know the dialogue is like you know kind of cheesy like 90s like just yeah. little funny one-liners and stuff like that um Gabe is also a ranger uh so I guess I didn't really I thought they kind of went too far with this like I guess they couldn't like land the copter where they were but like you could still like hook them and pull them up with like the thing couldn't mm-hmm. you you would think yeah yeah so anyway they like go like four thousand feet across another pillar and like land the helicopter and like tether the line across and they have to like 
put a thing on and like go across. So, you know, zip line across. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hal goes first, he makes it over and then Sarah goes and about halfway through her uh, latch or whatever starts to break and all of her things get undone and she falls and everyone's freaking out. And I didn't realize it until like the end of it, but did Ace Ventura, like, is this them, like, Ace Ventura making fun of this scene? Because it's ah, literally a shot for shot. That's true. <laughs> Except Ace Ventura was a raccoon. <laughs> that's true. I don't, yeah, I never even put two and two together with that. Yeah, I couldn't stop, like, I know it was, like, a terrible scene because she, like, falls to her death, but... yeah. All I could picture was the raccoon fall. <laughs> oh man, I was laughing so hard. Yeah, this scene, because like I've seen this movie before, like years and years ago, but I watched it last year um, for the first time in like a long ass time. And I forgot about this opening scene and it like took me by surprise because like you don't expect someone to die in the first what five minutes of the movie yeah especially like that like that's an intense death man i mean (laughs) that's the reason why i don't do this shit (laughs) yeah exactly you never know what's gonna happen yeah but but like there's i don't know it's such a good like tension building scene because like gabe's on the other side and hal and frank and jesse are on their side yeah and gabe's like i gotta go out there and Hal's screaming at him not to go out because like mm-hmm. it's not uh it's not regulated for both of their weight and, yeah and like gabe's hanging there off this fucking line trying to keep her alive and then yeah. like her glove slips off and she falls like five thousand yeah. feet to her death oh man and it's like Hal is upset because like he's gonna go or try and do something and then you know, she's slipping and Gabe's right there. So he goes and like, you know, mm-hmm. how does like have a grudge and kind of blame it on him. But really, there's nothing that they could have done, honestly. No, no. you know, um, and Jesse makes a good point later on um, saying like, well, like what the fuck was Hal doing with her out there? Like she's not an experienced mm-hmm. climber and he brings her up to like one of the hardest like peaks to climb. Yeah. So like. It's nobody's fault, but it's like everybody's fault at the same time. Yeah. Uh, what was Sarah's relationship to Gabe? I think him and Hal were just like really good friends. So. Okay. Because like, you know, like he kisses her, whatever. I don't think it was like a, like a romantic kiss, but then mm-hmm. like she says that we still him for dinner later. Like, I don't know if, was that just part of their, like going back and forth or was it like, did they actually have a dinner plan together? Yeah. I don't know. I just think that him and Hal are really good friends. So obviously, and because Jesse and Gabe are together. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Like double date dinner kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, she just falls to her death and like, yeah, it was crazy. And like, I did laugh a little bit because you could tell like at one point that it was like just a dummy that was yeah. like falling. And yeah. like, you know, it's like the 90s movies. Like some of it is yeah. like kind of funny to watch, but. Oh, there's a scene way later on, too. I was fucking laughing. Even Sarah saw it. She's like, wow, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's just all in fun, man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, great opening scene. Um, Kind of introduced the characters really well and kind of puts you in the feeling of what this movie is going to be like. 
Uh, so now it's eight months later, we kind of get a glimpse of the Colorado Treasury. They're like doing, uh, they're sending them money to wherever they got to go in the airplane. A hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of Nuts. money. Um, so yeah, eight months later, Gabe is back in Colorado and uh, he's just driving all of a sudden these, I don't know, like hippie kind of guys are... You know, oh, Gabe's back, man. And like Yeah. they're driving up beside him in the Jeep and, you know, they're trying to get him to come like rock climbing with them or base jumping, whatever. And and he's like, nah, like he's still like kind of not over what happened, obviously, Yeah. right? Because they're like hiking that mountain that the accident happened at. And they're like, oh, he's scared of heights now, man. And he's just like trying to keep it like together, like, nah, Yeah. man, I just don't want to go, <laughs> you Yeah. know. These guys are the Rocky Mountain equivalent of like surf bros. They reminded me of the brothers off of the Grinch. Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> That's a good comparison. yeah. Um, so he goes to Sarah's house, or sorry, Jesse's house, which I guess like was their house because they were together and stuff like that. Um, he left out the funeral and like he came back for her and she kind of says, like, well, you know, we all wanted to leave, but like our lives are here. You have to kind of like move on and just like continue through, right? But It was obviously harder on Gabe because, like, he was the one that dropped her, really. Um, so then back at the hut where Jesse works with Hal, you meet Frank, and he's, like, does these paintings, and one of them is, like, a banana eating a monkey, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. And, uh, the, like, I like the camaraderie between, like, this kind of, like, group. Mm hmm. Made Yeah, you, it's like, good. care about the characters a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so now we get up into where the airplanes are and we see that the FBI is transporting the money. We meet, we see Travers is there and a couple other FBI agents. And, um, one of them, he sees another plane, like kind of in the same vicinity. And at first I thought he was the one that was like the bad guy. Cause like they all like. point the gun at him because I think Travers says like something like oh it's like he's up to something or something like that because the two Yeah. other guys they like put the guns up to him and then Travers just pulls the gun and shoots all of them and then there's also a pilot in there that was uh, with him too Mm -hmm. um, and just like this whole scene was so cool but it's like even I think Eric says like couldn't have thought of a better fucking plan than this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's intense. their plan is they have like these three briefcases with the money and Travers throws like a tether rope out of the back of the plane and um when connect um catches it like a hook or something like that and then like he's gonna like put the cases down the rope to the plane but uh and he also like plants a bomb that's gonna go off in like five minutes um but then Travers goes first gets down there and like Eric is like why the fuck didn't you send the money first and Chalmers is like well if I sent the money you probably would have just like cut the rope and left me to die up there which is valid he probably would have done that Likely, yeah. yeah One less person to split the <laughs> yeah money with. so he gets down there and then the other pilot is like trying to get her there and one of the guys in the plane is still alive and the pilot starts sending the money down and then 
he's about to go and then the other FBI agent gets like a gun and he shoots the guy and he falls out the plane and then the, the cases are like on the rope in between the two planes and then just yeah the plane blows up and then the cases stand up falling and they can't bring them back up and they fall into the, the Rocky Mountains and, uh, and, and during all that the plane gets shot up by the guy so they like you know Their gas, hydraulic fluid, whatever gets blown up, and they like end up crashing the plane. Um, and uh, yeah, like Eric in this movie is such a good bad guy. Like, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck who he kills, mm -hmm. but he does it in like in a so nice and like nonchalant way. <laughs> it's like a fucking sociopath. He is. He is. <laughs> but yeah, this scene is the one that's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Because it's the costliest stunt scene ever made. Yeah. Um, Simon Crane, who you've already mentioned, was the stuntman that did this. And he's paid a million dollars to cross between these two fucking planes at 15,000 feet yeah. with no safety aid whatsoever. Yeah. That is fucking insane. Yeah. I would not do that for a million dollars. No. I don't and, even know if Tom Cruise would. Yeah. Because like, this is like some Tom Cruise shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the insurance company that was working with the movie refused to insure him for this. So Sylvester Stallone reduced his own fee for the movie by a million dollars so that they could pay this stuntman, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, the only editing in this scene is whenever... Uh, What's his name? The FBI agent. Whenever Travers. he gets, yeah, Travers. Once he gets, which is ironic because he's traversing between two planes. <laughs> um, the only scene that was altered was whenever we see him get into the plane because Crane couldn't actually get into the door, so like they just edited uh, it to make it look like he zipped right into it. Okay. But yeah, that's the only trick photography and editing that they did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a crazy ass scene. Yeah. Um, I also thought the way they did the plane crash was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like you could tell it was like a miniature, like kind of set that they did right mm -hmm. with the plane. You could tell it was like a miniature plane that was going through like the trees and stuff. But yeah, I thought it was really cool the way they did that. Yeah, it was good, especially for like early nineties. Like, yeah, the, the camera work in this movie was really good. Yeah. Uh, so are two uh, stoners. They're just base jumping, which I I didn't think base jumping was a thing until like the late nineties, early two thousands. But <laughs> apparently not. These guys are wild. Maybe these guys are the pioneers of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after the plane crash, they end up calling um, Hal and Jesse. Uh, Jesse is trying to get Gabe to go and help before he pretty much leaves and goes away again um and then so jesse stays back and hal and gabe go up the mountain and they kind of have a confrontation with each other where like hal blames gabe for what happened which like i understand but really like isn't really his fault um i love that hal like you know grabs him and like hands him over the edge like he's gonna do it like drop yeah. him and then like gabe is like just fucking do it and it's like now you can live with it, and mm -hmm. I really like like their 
like they didn't like each other. Well, I think Gabe likes Hal, but like once shit hits the fan, like Hal instantly cares about Gabe again, right? Because yeah. they're like they're friends, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. It I don't know. I think it shows like a typical male relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like like we can get into an argument and like five minutes later we're good again. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, whereas, sorry, if there's any female listeners, they hold grudges like nobody's fucking business. <laughs> yeah. We get over shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Holland Gabe get up to where the plane crashed and, um, you know, Eric thought that they'd have a helicopter, but it's like, I don't know, these guys aren't that smart. Like, I, I get Quaylen, Eric is like pretty smart, but mm -hmm. like the other guys are kind of idiots, really. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, where's your helicopter? It's like a fucking blizzard. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can't fly a helicopter in this shit. Like, you kidding me? <laughs> and uh, Hal's really smart in this movie, too, because immediately, like, Eric asks him, like, what's your names? And immediately he's like, oh, uh, Tucker and uh, Walker. Walker, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's great. <laughs> um, So they pretty much need to go get the bags. Uh, they're going to take them with them like hostage because they need them to climb and get the bags because, mm -hmm. you know, these guys don't know how to do the shit that they do. Yeah. Um, Travers has this thing that uh, it's like a GPS signal mm -hmm. thing. And they need to keep him alive because there's over 50,000 different code variations and he's the only one that knows the actual code. Yeah. So they're on their way to the first bag. They're like on a little path, kind of reminded me of uh, Fellowship of the Rain <laughs> a bit. <Yeah. laughs> um, so they're like a single line, like on like this cliffside, and they get to the first one, and they're like, "Okay, this should be around here." And they look up, and Gabe is like, "Oh, it's up there." They're like, "Okay, well, you're climbing up, like strip down." You know, he's in a fucking t-shirt. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> And like his his GPS thing, like later in the movie, like only says like minus eleven degrees, and I was like, "There's no way it's only minus eleven, like with the wind chill and shit up there, like minus eleven Fahrenheit." Though this is in the state. No, it said Celsius on the thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it had a Celsius. Wow. Yeah, there's no way then. No, no. That's that's t-shirt and shorts weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, he goes up there and he's going to get the thing he finds the the first case opens it up there's like a tracker and then like a shit ton of money and then down there eric kind of speaks too soon you know he's like all right as soon as he comes down here kill him we only need like one guide and then uh hal is like no you need two guides and immediately yells up to gabe he's like Oh, they're gonna kill you when I get down here. Run away! But he has like the rope tied on him. Mm -hmm. So like, this is another part that like was kind of dumb, like on the the bad guys part, because mm -hmm. they just start fucking pulling the rope. It's like, how are you gonna get the briefcase down if he just comes down by himself? <laughs> <laughs> and he starts like hacking at it, gets away, and then Felden or Helden, the the long guy, hair guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric's just like. Like, shoot him. This fucking starts firing. This guy has a fucking grenade launcher on his <laughs> thing. This starts shooting grenades up there. I was like, 
are you an idiot? And then, he, you know, two seconds later, fucking Avalanche, avalanche comes yeah. down, <laughs> wipes him out. He goes flying off of the, the cliff. It's like, geez, I wasn't too fucking smart, eh? <laughs> and Gabe, like, opens the the case and, like, lets all the money fly down with uh, the avalanche. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Meanwhile, Jesse has been trying to, like, radio into them. And uh, Hal ends up answering the radio and Eric tells him, like, not to say too much. And then he, like, briefly says, like, we're taking shelter at... Gets cut off. And then Jesse... Mm-hmm. It's like trying to figure out she's like, oh, well, he has to be at this shelter. So like I'll fly to the West Valley because there's like no wind or stuff that can get in there. So mm-hmm. she's heading out um, with a helicopter to uh, get there. Um, So Gabe is by himself and Hal is with them on the way to find the next one. And the next one is on top of a peak. And uh Travers is like, all right, well, we don't need this guy anymore. Let's just kill him. And then Hal is like, well, I mean, there's only 12 guys in the world that can do this hike. So, I mean, if you want to try it, you can go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's why Jesse convinced Gabe to go up there because he's like one of the only people that that's able to do it. Uh, Gabe made it to the shelter and uh, Jesse is there already. And she's like, oh, what the fuck you do? And he's like freezing cold because he's in like a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, the cold killed the radio, which like, I don't know, can that really happen? But um, so they like break open like a tourist kind of bench and she gets like a sweater and some other like climbing gear for him. Uh, and I love like, and now it's like kind of nighttime and uh, Gabe and Jesse are like, trying to find the next treasure, the second treasure. I think they have it, don't they? They find it before the other people? Yes, I think so. Or does he take the tracker from the first one and put it in the snowman? Maybe that's what it is. Because I know that yeah. they're burning money right now to like, to start a fire. Oh, so I was from the second case then, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. But I love like when they get down to the tracker and there's like a giant snowman there with like... <laughs> Uh, they find the case, and it, I was at this part that he has like the trade for money. Yeah, uh, no, it's not this part yet. But yeah, I love like this the snowman that they build and mm-hmm. like leave the tracker there. <laughs> and then one of the guys has like night vision goggles. He's like chasing after him, and uh, I love when he like sets a flare off on the guy and like makes like yeah. the goggles too bright. They get a little fight. They're like just like zooming down the hill, just like going. You see, you see Eric with like the (laughs) goggles. They're like going fast, like fucking Clark Griswold going down the the thing on the fucking. Yeah, yeah. At one point, Gabe grabs the guy's face and like shoves it into the snow because it's like ice and snow, right? Yeah. The guy's face is all just tore up from it. Oh man, brutal. That would hurt so much. So Gabe like has his like pickaxe and. You know, luckily shoves it in the snow at the right time and the guy just goes fucking flying off into the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would want to die like that. Like if I was going to fall off a cliff, I think I would want to do it like at nighttime like that. So I don't know when it's going to happen. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to fall off a cliff, do it at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Our... 
little stoner friends that are up there camping because they had to they pop a tent because they were kind of stuck up there as well. Uh, Jesse and Gabe were in like a cave just chilling. They made a fire with the money, which I thought was funny. Um, and then the next day, Eric and the crew are getting kind of pissed, especially Travers getting like kind of, you know, upset and impatient because he just wants the money. And like, yeah, Eric is really calm, like throughout the whole thing. Like he asks, like, how? OK, how much further to the next one? And how does not answer in like three seconds? Immediately, Travers is like. He asked you a fucking question and like threatens <laughs> to kill him. It's like, geez. And then Hal's like, well, it'll take us half a day to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up finding uh our stoner friends. And uh, you know, Hal's like, oh, they're just kids, man, leave them alone. And you know, Erica's like, what do you think? Like, we're monsters or something like that. And then like immediately just the one guy starts shooting them, and like Hal is like, run and I like I was hoping that they would get away. One of them yeah. does get shot. Um and I love that Eric, like he's so evil, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's so calm about it. Like he seems like a nice guy, but like yeah. he's not. Uh one of them does end up getting away. They get to like the cliff and he has like his face jumping parachute jumps mm-hmm. off and um Kinnett is there, like, with the gun, and Travers is with him, he's like, I'll oh, shoot him, shoot him. And Kinnett just kind of, like, doesn't do it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if because, like, he thought it was just too far gone, or maybe, you know, didn't want to kill another innocent person, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that gives a shit, so... No, he's fucking... He's pretty trigger-happy. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gabe and Jesse are climbing, like, this crazy-ass, like, cave opening, which I thought was, like, really cool. Like, reminded me of, uh... Uh, your... The descent. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of like down in there and like but ice. Yeah. Um oh yeah, there's like some bats in the cave. Uh our like stoner friend, he ends up like stuck in some trees and some wolves find him. I thought he was gonna get eaten by the wolves or some shit, but mm-hmm. our boy Frank comes comes in for the, the save and scares <laughs> him away. Um I'm guessing that Frank just brings him back to like the shelter, I would assume so. Yeah, because Frank like cuts them down and then carries them off. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they end up getting out of the cave briefly. Um, Kinnett ends up finding him, and Gabe hits him with a pickaxe, slides down the cave again, and uh, Eric and the other guys are gonna set off some C four. I I don't know exactly the reasoning. I think I was typing notes at that time, but. Another doesn't seem like a smart decision. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't remember why they were going to do that. Um, I know that uh, Travers is like at the point where he's just like, fuck this, get me off this mountain. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. don't remember why they're going to do that. Uh, so yeah, Kinnett ends up going down to the cave and man, this fight with Kinnett and Gabe blew my fucking mind. Yeah, it was sick. I did not expect that. Like, Kinnett is a fucking ninja, man. Like, he has some moves. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I did not expect that. Like, the dude could fight, man. Mm-hmm. He's, like, doing some fucking crazy blue Bruce Lee, like, drop kicks and <laughs> shit. He's kicking this shit out of Sly. Yeah. And I love that Sly's is, like, oh, sissy and... Oh, yeah. So good. The whole time I was thinking, I was like, <laughs> this guy fucking 
got his shit handed to him in every single Rocky movie. Yeah. Like he's gonna fucking kick ass. But this fight scene reminded me of like Demolition Man with yeah. So still one of Wesley Snipes, like yeah. their fight scenes that they have. Yeah. But I thought the guy that played Kinect in this scene alone, like he was such a good villain, man. Like mm-hmm. he was great. And then the kill that Gay does, holy that's shit. Fucking wild. Like, that's like, man, that's up there. It's like top kills I've seen mm-hmm. from any movie, man, even horror movies. Yeah. Just fucking grabs them. And you see like icicles. And I was like, Oh shit, no way. Just fucking powerless them up into it. Oh, so sick. Yeah. So sick. Um, so they end up getting up out of the cave and they're gonna rappel down. But the rope they have is like 60 years old. So they're like swinging, even like this scene when they're like swinging back and forth, like mm-hmm. that shit's wild, man. Yeah. And you can see like it keeps cutting from them swinging to like the top of the rope. And the rope's like rubbing on the rock cliff. Yeah. But it just starts fraying more and more. Yeah. Uh they do end up getting to a ledge. The break the rope does break, but they get into like this little cave thing and uh the C4 does blow up and you know rocks go flying and everything like that, but they're okay. Uh, and then so up on the top of the peak, uh I think her name is Crystal. Yeah. She is kind of playing dead like hurt she has a flare and frank lands and then meanwhile uh eric hal and i forget the other guys at the british guys name. i don't think i wrote it down mm-hmm. but they're there and then frank goes up to crystal and he's gonna help her and then she like pulls a gun out and you know like, this is the stick up whatever and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere the british guy comes out with the gun and like i don't think they were intending to kill frank no, but not then, at that point, anyways. <laughs> then the British guy just fires on him. I was like, "No, like Frank, why? Like, <laughs> God, man, don't kill him, man." No more paintings. Yeah, yeah, because Crystal loses it on the guy. She's like, "Who the fuck told you to open fire?" Yeah, like you're a fucking maniac, and yeah, because she was right there. Yeah, she was. Um, so then, yeah, they do that, and then it cuts back to. Gabe and Jesse, they're like going across like the rope bridge. Um, uh, but there's like booby traps, so it blows up and they have to run back to the other side. Mm. How do they get across the other side? Or they do go there's through? a there's a a bridge. Um oh, was the second bridge. Did they already pass the first one? Well, because they blew up the, the suspension bridge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um Anyway, anyways, um, <laughs> so now they're like kind of fighting over the helicopter. Um, Travers has like the GPS, and Crystal just wants to leave because like they don't have enough fuel to go looking for the other mm-hmm. uh case. But the Travers throws like the GPS to Eric and they pulls a gun, he's like. We're fighting that fucking case because, like, you know, he's been in the FBI for 20 years. Like, mm-hmm. he did all this to get the money, right? So, like, he has no other choice. Yeah. And then Eric, the fucking piece of shit he is, he just grabs Crystal. And, like, they're, like, together, I guess. And mm-hmm. I forget what the line that he says, but, man, it was so good. Like, 
some it says something like you know the thing about love or something like something like that. Yeah. And I don't remember what it was. And then he just fucking kills her, like shoots her, like he doesn't give a fuck. And he's like, Well, now I'm, I'm the only one that can fly this helicopter, so I guess you got no choice. And like Chopper's <laughs> just like fuck. Like, god damn it. <laughs> um so Gabe does end up finding the last case. Um, and then meanwhile, at the top of the peak, the British guy is going to kill Hal. And Hal, like, takes off his jacket. He's like, all right, man, just kill me. I'm freezing my ass off. and Or shoot me. And the guy's like, well, who said I'm about shooting you? And then, like, beats the fuck out of him. I love, like, this little scene with them. Because he's like, are you a fan of soccer? And he's, like, <laughs> talking about, like, how he used to play. And he's, like, doing, like, play-by-play. He's like, all right, the striker lines up for, like, a penalty kick. And, like... <laughs> You know, he, like, goes to kick him and, you know, kicks him. And then uh, Hal is, like, hanging. And then he, like, grabs the knife that he got from Frank whenever Frank died. And uh, cuts him and then pulls, like, his gun, shoots him. And the guy goes, like, flying off the cliff. And Hal's just, like, season's over, asshole. Like, I thought <laughs> it, was it was great. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the meanwhile, Gabe is still running away from... Travers, because Travers still has a GPS, so he's following the tracker that uh, Gabe has. But Gabe put it on a rabbit, so <laughs> Travers is like looking at the GPS and like there's like it's going all over the place. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees the rabbit, and I guess this scene was reshot mm-hmm. because I guess in the original movie, Travers, I guess he ends up shooting the rabbit, and I don't know. I'm guessing it was a real rabbit because they had a lot of backlash mm-hmm. from like the, the screen of the movie. So then Stallone ended up paying even more money to have the scene reshot with another rabbit where it survives. Yeah. yeah. That's great. You don't want PETA coming down on your ass. Uh, so the FBI, they're on their way here. They hear like um, Travers on the, the walkie with Eric and like he's pretty much like telling them like who he is, what he did, mm-hmm. everything. And Eric is just like, yo, don't use my name. Like we're on an open radio, and Travis just doesn't give a fuck. You know, he's like, <laughs> you know, I wasted you know twenty years in the FBI, and you know, backstabbed them over working with you, you piece of shit. And I'm gonna die in this mountain <laughs> with an asshole like you. Oh man, let's get um. So yeah, Gabe. Jumps off the cliff, he goes down somewhere. I think he climbs down somewhere, and then he ends up like in this little area um, with like a kind of bridge that's on like mm-hmm. ice water. And he ends up, well, he's down there, and then Travers is like following him, and he like reaches out through like the boards and like pulls Travers down. Yeah, ends up falling in the water, and like I really like this scene as well. I thought it was like really cool action scene. Yeah, it was sick. Gabe is like under the water trying to get out and Travers is like on top of him, like, you know, kind of taunting him. And I was kind of confused about this scene. Did Gabe shoot him through the water or did Hal shoot him? No, Gabe shot him. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Like you said, Travers is kind of like taunting him on top. And right before Travers shoots, Gabe pulls a gun out, which I don't know if it would work underwater or not. I had that and, question too, but then like I saw Hal running up. So it was like, oh, did Hal shoot him? 
Yeah, no, well, Gabe shot him. Gabe shot him up through the ice, and then Hal came down and pulled Gabe Gabe out of the water. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, so they're going to trade, um, the money for Jesse because, uh, Eric captured um Jesse, mm-hmm. which I mean I'm sure Jesse could have ran away because like. I'm sure it's kind of hard. She was in the helicopter. Oh no, he was in the helicopter. Yeah, because I'm sure it's kind of hard to like fly a helicopter and try and shoot someone at the same time, you know. (laughs) Anyway. Um so Gabe is at the top of a cliff, and there's like this like metal ladder that's like hanging down. Mm. And so I feel like this is like classic, like bad guy thing. Like, I feel like Eric could have been way smarter about this. Oh yeah. You know. (laughs) <laughs> um because he lets jesse go first because gabe has like the the bag of money mm-hmm. he lets jesse go and then gabe is like jesse like run away because like I, I got this i'm good mm-hmm. and then he flies a helicopter over and he's like all right oh the hook's down because jesse had to go down he's like all right throw it in the helicopter and then gabe just fucking chucks it into the blades tears up the money and yeah you know, Eric is like, Are you fucking kidding me? And and then uh Gabe grabs a hook, hooks it on this ladder, and then how does Gabe get tangled into this mess? Gabe jumps over the edge of the cliff and hangs on to the ladder. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was fucking stupid because he just hooked a helicopter onto this ladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he jumps over the cliff and mm. Quaylen's trying to fly away because he doesn't realize that. Gabe mm-hmm. uh hooked it up to the ladder. Yeah. So he tries to fly away, but it's it's like bolted into the side of the cliff. Yeah. So he peels half the ladder off, but then eventually it catches. Mm-hmm. And then the helicopter fucking crashes into the side of the mountain, but it like Gabe's still intact. Yeah. And the two of them are fighting on the like the helicopter's upside down, hanging on the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're fighting on the bottom part of the helicopter, yeah. which was cool. It was really cool. I actually like just mm-hmm. thought of it, but definitely um Mission Impossible Fallout took like I think a lot from this movie, especially in that last scene of Fallout with uh Tom Cruise and actually I haven't seen Fallout. What? I haven't seen Fallout. <laughs> oh my okay, I'm not gonna say any more. Wow, you can't, dude, that's the best Mission Impossible movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. I should do a run of all of them, dude. You haven't seen the fucking Rocket Arms yet. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I won't say any more then. All right. But it's a very similar scene in Fallout with, um, well, I really like that that scene, and then you know, you gotta have like a classic kind of cheesy line because Sly's like. Keep your arms and legs in the vehicle at all times. <laughs> and there's like pushes him off. He falls into the chopper and then like the chopper falls down and blows up. Yeah. And, so wow. this chopper blowing up was the scene that Sarah was like, what the fuck? Because like the chopper hits the ground and then explodes, but mm-hmm. it hits the ground and all the pieces fly up mm-hmm. and then there's an explosion. Mm-hmm. So it's just like bad timing with the yeah. With the editing, but it was nice. it was funny. So he climbs up and Hal and Jesse and Gabe are there, and then they radio into the FBI guys and 
They're like, okay, like, identify yourselves. Oh, we're worth uh, Rocky Mountain Rescue. And then the FBI is like, okay, we'll send someone in in a while. You can't fit, like, one or two people on the chopper with you. <laughs> and then credits roll, and they just get left up there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Did you know that there was a sequel planned for this movie? I I saw it briefly in the trivia, but I didn't read it. What uh, what was there's any details on it or? It was called. It was supposed to be called the Dam, and it was going to be Gabe um, Yeah. taking on guys that were trying to like take over the Hoover Dam. Huh. And apparently, it got scrapped, but he tried to. Sylvester Stallone tried to revitalize it in 2008, I think it was, but Oh wow. nothing's happened with it. Interesting. Yeah. I think he's too old for that now. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. he's, he's pushing it at this point. Yeah. Would have been cool. Yeah. Cool. And that's the way the <laughs> ice picks pick. <laughs> oh, shit. You're almost as cheesy as the one-liners in this movie. Hey, man, I did it on purpose. <laughs> All right. What did you rate this movie on Letterboxd? Um, so you may be surprised, actually. Or maybe not. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Okay. I absolutely love this movie. Um, I'm glad I finally watched it, because, man, Mm -hmm. like... I feel like so many movies like took inspiration for this movie, like I mentioned, uh, you know, whether it be for comedy or action, you know, um, but no, I thought like the plot of it, you know, like it's a heist that takes place on the Rocky Mountains, like Mm -hmm. sounds fucking stupid, but It I mean, works. it kind of is, but it works. Right. Like Yeah. I thought I loved all the characters, like good and bad. I thought John Lithgow, like, He's such a good villain. Just his voice. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like, I've only seen a bit of uh, Dexter, but, like, his season of Dexter is easily the best I've seen. Um, And Sly was good. Like, I felt like it wasn't your typical, like, Sly action. Like, there wasn't, like, him doing a ton of fight scenes or, like, doing crazy stuff, but I really liked it. Um, I liked the characters. I liked the... set design the camera work i just really like this movie a lot man Nice. yeah how about you I was worried about you because I wasn't sure. I was like, this could be like <laughs> a two or it could be like a five for you. okay <laughs> nice I wasn't sure. So four and a half is great. Um, I gave it a four. okay Uh, cool I mentioned earlier, like I watched this last year and I gave it a 3.5 on that watch, but I, I bumped it up to a four on this watch. Um, I just think it's like a great all around action movie. We have the typical cheesy one-liners that you expect with action movies. Um, there's some fucking wicked fight scenes. Plus, like, all the, the stunt coordination that went into this movie. I think that definitely deserves a huge recognition. Um, and like you said, like, the cinematography and everything and, like, the, the score and the soundtrack is so 90s and it's great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just a really fun movie to watch. And like get hyped up about. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. Although I will say, I'm pretty sure 
on the IMDb thing. Oh, never mind. It's a cake. I thought it was like, it's a screenshot of like Sly holding up this thing. I thought it was like a boulder he was holding. Oh, yeah. Like throw on someone's head. So I was like <laughs> waiting the whole movie for it to happen. But never mind. It was, it was one of the cases. Yeah, it's maybe smashing it open. All right. You guys know our scores. We'll head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they scored it. The critics' consensus. While it can't escape comparisons to the movies it borrows from, Cliffhanger is a tense, action-packed thriller and a showcase for the talents that made Sylvester Stallone a star. Based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? I'll say like a 82. You are far off. 68%. (laughs) Uh, That's on 56 reviews and an average score of 6.2 out of 10. The audience score was a 52% on 100,000 ratings, an average score of 3.3 out of 5, or a 6.6 out of 10. The letterbox is pretty much the same as the audience, uh, 3.2 out of 5. Yeah. Um, Not really any of our friends worth mentioning that have logged it. Really, nobody, (laughs) actually. So, yeah. All right. Easy peasy. Yep. You ready for Cunning Stunts? All right. What did you give this for a stunt rating? Stunt rating? Man, I don't know, man. I'll go 8 out of 10. Okay. I was really debating going 10 out of 10 just because like of how batshit crazy some of this is, <laughs> but I'll save those for the Tom Cruise movies. Um yeah. no man, like eight out of ten, like we talked about even the trivia, like the world record. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Tom Cruise has to own a couple of world records uh for stunts as well, but like just like the rock climbing, like where they filmed like this movie and stuff, like just that alone is just impressive. Like yeah, man. Like yeah. the fights, the fight scenes we get, like the one in the cave is really cool. Um, yeah. So eight out of ten. Okay. Your favorite stunt? You know, I'll save one for you because I know you'll probably guess it. I'll go with the cave fight scene. Okay. That like came out of nowhere. <laughs> I did not expect him <laughs> to start doing karate like that, man. He was kicking Sly's ass, and then just the. The like tip of the iceberg, no pun intended, just fucking shows him off into the icicle. Like, yeah, sick kill, sick. Kill. Yeah, it's fucking. It was wicked. Oh, I would do none of the stunts in this movie, but if I had to pick one, maybe like climbing out of the cave. Okay, with, like the bats and stuff. Like, All right. I feel like that's the most tame one in this movie because like <laughs> none of the other ones I definitely would not do. Okay. So what would you? All right. Um, I gave the stunt rating a seven out of ten. Um, basically for all the same reasons that you gave it your like this this movie holds a fucking Guinness Book of World record, right? Yeah. Like it needs to be high. <clears throat> um, my favorite stunt, I said the two airplanes and the zip line. I feel like that needs to be talked about more like yeah 
it's just, I don't know. It's absolutely insane. Like I never would have thought in a million years that I would read that they actually did this without like any sort of safety harness or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. It's nutty. Stunt. I would want to try. I said, using someone as a toboggan on a mountain seems like a great time. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, that's a safe pick as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, just, it looked like it'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the fucking ice shards going into your face. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up Cliffhanger. Right. And in two weeks, excuse me, in two weeks, which will be Christmas Day, is when this <laughs> is scheduled to drop. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about Die Hard. Woo! So there's obviously like the fucking age old argument about whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Mm-hmm. You and I are on opposite ends of the argument. Yeah. Um. So my original plan was to just have a fucking full episode of us arguing our points, but I feel like we would get nowhere with it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the movie how we normally would, um, but I'm sure we'll be interjecting with some arguments of whether or not it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I put up, I read, actually it was Chuck from Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. I have him on Facebook and he put up a really good argument the other day. And I was like, fuck, like I can't even counter that. He said, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It's just a movie that takes place at Christmas time. But it's like, I don't know. I'm going to save I, my thoughts. I know. I, I feel like it's a never ending debate. Like there's not a right or wrong answer. It's just yeah. fun to fight for what you believe in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's going to be our movie. Uh, I don't know if we're going to drop it on Christmas Day. That seems. Uh, maybe we'll see see how yeah. it goes yeah our track record hasn't been great lately we've been releasing on tuesdays and wednesdays <laughs> yeah, yeah we're getting back into our old ways but yeah it's all right just stay focused but yeah thank you for listening to cliffhanger thank you for picking this movie because we both enjoyed it quite yeah. a bit yeah um and you got a new movie to add your your physical right. collection yeah $17 4K that you didn't bite the bullet on. I know. Crazy bastard. But uh, yeah, so if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Fury Road on Instagram. And uh, keep your ears and eyes open for Die Hard dropping yep. on or around Christmas Day. Yeah, should be good. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys in a couple weeks. See you.